This is the Connector Podcast with your host, Connor Lynch. The Connector Podcast will bring you in-depth interviews with influential and inspirational makers, movers and shakers in our hyper-connected global world. This is the podcast for ambitious people who want to learn the secrets of success from experts and entrepreneurs in business, technology, marketing, social media, entertainment, and much more. The show is sponsored by thesnappies.com, which is an Instagram, photographic, competition, and awards platform. Welcome to the Connector Podcast. My name is Connor Lynch and today I'm at 3XE Digital, a massive digital marketing and social media conference in Crow Park in Dublin. I'm really looking forward to my chats with Jeff Bulas, Roz Purcell and a bunch of the other guest speakers. We're going to chat about what they're up to, the conference topics today and also where digital marketing and social media is going in 2016 and beyond. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, it's uh, Jeff Bullis here, and uh, we're here at 3XE Digital Marketing Conference. And uh, I've just flown in from Sydney, Australia, and uh, the reason I'm here is because they wanted me to speak about the three you know, key pillars to actually succeeding at content marketing. And um, the reason I am now speaking about this sort of topic is that I started a blog in 2009, um, which came out of uh, what I thought was a fascinating trend emerging in on the web which was the rise of social networks and I discovered Facebook and I discovered uh, Twitter I noticed people's obsession with it and at the time I was uh, also doing a lot of reading and I came across a book by David Meerman Scott called The New Rules of Marketing PR and that and that was about the power of content to attract an audience and, and build a business. I thought wow that's pretty cool um, and also I came across Twitter and then I read a book by Tim Ferriss about the digital lifestyle and I was sort of, I suppose, really inspired by these, uh, the emergence of this, this social web which gave uh, the ability to publish and market. So there's democratisation of publishing, the democratisation of marketing and the ability to reach the world from using your content. And so I decided to start a blog after reading a blog by HubSpot that said about inkling of what you want to write about and create, mm-hmm. um, start a blog. and. That's where it all started, and uh, I just started creating blog posts and writing about the social media and uh, what was happening in that space. And today we have about five million visitors to the blog, and uh, we speak all around the world. And I have a business that runs all around that as well: public speaking. We do affiliate marketing. We do some consulting. We do just a whole bunch of things around that space, and um, self-published some books. And yeah, just. Uh, in essence created a lifestyle business which Mm -hmm. has given me an incredible amount of freedom which just came out of a passion project yeah brilliant so that's a fascinating story and you presented really really well um so some of the some of the tips for you know businesses you talked about today some of the kind of maybe a couple of highlights um i know it's very hard to summarize them so some of the businesses that well are really doing some of this stuff really well. It's like um, some of the new breed of publishers, such as BuzzFeed, are just doing an amazing job of uh, of content creation and also content amplification. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just done an amazing job. Lead Pages is a startup that makes uh, easy to use landing, easy to design and and publish landing pages, which allow people to actually capture leads. 
so there's HubSpot, which I mentioned before, which generates 75,000 leads a month just from uh, creating content that attracts an audience to them that they then convert mm. to uh, leads and then sales. Uh, so there's a whole, you know, there's a whole breed and, and group yeah. of um, innovators that are just doing a fantastic job. The gob, um, there's uh, BuzzSumo, which is just fantastic in terms of giving data on what content you know is going viral, what content works yeah. best, the headlines and the influences. So um, then you've got uh, Newswhip, which is another great platform that identifies what uh, sort of content on the news front yeah. and PR works well. Good old Irish company. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So met, with, met with, with him the other day, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. 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 That's great. So, um well, I suppose you've had a you've had an exhausting trip, so I just want to thank you very much for you know sharing some of your your insights, and hope you have a fantastic rest of your trip to Ireland. It's been a great experience, and uh, do love the pubs here and the Guinness, and also uh, you do a couple of other things really well. You do the old really well, like yeah. you've got, I think, uh, churches that are nearly a thousand years old, whereas in Australia we're lucky to have something that's a uh, hundred years old. So, yeah. and then on top of that, you also are very good at the new. This like the Silicon Valley. Yes of Europe and that's awesome. Yeah, we've got some um, some canned can, uh, applause there or maybe it's some cheerleaders, uh, fans of yours that have... Yeah, well, you. maybe they were. <laughs> <laughs> Just very impromptu. Rent, rent a crowd, they call yeah, it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeff, and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, Thank awesome. You. Cheers. Hi, Ross, how are you today? I'm good, yeah, so we're here at the 3XE <laughs> Uh, media morning at uh, Croke Park so uh, yeah it's going fantastic I just finished up my talk so uh, I can relax for the rest of the day yeah well you did really well so oh, you thank just, you yeah, thank you. you yeah no I was a uh, it was a tough job following um there was uh, four speakers ahead of me and uh, their presentations were uh, quite impressive and they were yeah. very very good and I was uh, I was so consumed by their talk I was afraid I wouldn't actually remember my own but uh, <laughs> no it went really really well um, so now I'm delighted to yeah. stick around and listen to all the other great yeah. speakers yeah well, I think you uh, you did really well and it must be difficult as well for you because you know you're in a maybe a new environment where you're doing presentations to uh, like that room was jammed there's be 500 people in there a lot of suits in there a lot of digital heads so how did you well I guess this? it's funny I I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that I, I, I fail to prepare but um, uh, you know what I'm kind of used to the industry of you know I've been a model for years so I'm used to kind of being kind of put up in front of people yeah. and putting on a show, like a little one-man show. And particularly, I suppose, doing dem demos and things like that now, I'm really excited to get up there and I'm like, oh my God, I get to talk to all these people about something yeah. I'm so passionate about. And I know it's very different because I suppose the audience I'm targeting, particularly today, are kind of really digi heads, you know? Yes. So um, I'm talking to an audience that know probably a little bit more than I do in the spectrum of social media and blogging and things like that. But I guess... I'm up there from a person who's built their own brand perspective. Yes. So I'm I'm coming from a point of view where I'm very different to everyone there. So um, it was just really in, really exciting to come yeah. here and speak today. And I just spoke honestly from the heart. Um, yeah. I didn't prepare too much beforehand. I wanted to be very authentic and um, hopefully not the too repetitive or anything like that. So uh, yeah, um, you know what? Natural Feeder is my little baby and the more I can talk about it, the better. Yeah, no, it's, you've built, um, a, as you talked earlier on, a great platform and then today is a great platform. But maybe do you want to kind of summarize some of the key points then that you would have covered off today? Yeah, I guess so. I was really speaking about how I built a brand using social media. Um, and Ashbourne Feeder has completely exploded from social mm. media and from it I know I've 
gotten the opportunity to write my first cookbook so it's really the power of social media is a huge playing field so I speak about the power of social media the insight social media has given to me how I developed a community using social uh, for NBF yeah, using social media and then lastly what social media gives back to me in return so um, yeah there's a few uh, key points in there which was you know obviously developing a community um, social media offers a lot of engagement which you can learn a lot from you know you know your audience a lot better you also know what the audience wants from your posts particularly for me with food it's mm. very vital um, and there was a lot of other kind of different sources and uh, different ways I use social media in terms of my language that I use speaking to people and I suppose lastly and the biggest thing is we were speaking about it earlier and this sounds funny but that warm fuzzy feeling social media gives to people yeah. so you know in terms of if I put something up and the reaction I get and it's positive you know that reinforces what I'm doing and encourages yeah. me to do more and likewise when someone uses the hashtag natural feeder and I go on and I like their post or I like comment on their post it gives them that warm fuzzy feeling and yeah. encourages them to you know keep on sticking to the natural feeder community oh. and keep on yeah. recreating my recipes yeah so you've and you're doing it so well and it's like it's so natural for you um pardon the pun but like how did you <laughs> good you work like, yeah. that was good <laughs> yeah uh, so it's you're kind of self-taught you've done a lot of by practice you grab um new channels you test them so how how do you keep ahead of the curve and have, how can you be presenting here on a topic that uh, you never went and studied you just, you just learned by doing you know what i think things you can learn from a book you'll never learn as much as when you're out actually doing them yeah. and seven eight years modeling and promoting myself yeah. has taught me a lot yeah. um, and obviously I've been working very closely with PR agencies for years and years and social I suppose is a whole new branch outside of it but I'd feel a lot more comfortable mm. using social as the platform and it's just constant use yeah. I'm a social media addict mm. and that's brilliant for brand I never get off my phone yeah. I love engaging with people I love yeah. posting and I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy it so for me it, it's been a learning curve in that um, it's been practice practice yeah. practice yeah. and you know I've been using it myself for so long and I suppose my brand has stemmed from a personal brand so yeah. I've trialed it on my per on my, my own self yeah. and now I developed it so I can develop my brand yeah. that's um, brilliant and you um, were a fantastic ambassador for the Snappies last year so thank you so much for that oh, and, thanks I had and, so much yeah. fun and you know what even now with the, the new Huawei phone I've been taking so many great photos with it on holidays and they take the best selfies yeah. the best selfies well, so I'm hoping I can be up for award this year yeah, best selfies yeah. it's easy for you Ross anyway yeah. <laughs> So what's um, what's coming next? Um, so I've just started my second cookbook, um, Natural Born Feeder Volume Two, but it'll be a little bit different. There's a nice little twist on this, and there's a huge social media element coming out, which I can't talk mm. about just yet. But okay. I guess I'm really kind of engaging with the power of social media now. Um, it's a driving force, and it has yeah. always been the driving force for Natural Born Feeder. So I'm going to continue to use that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I'm starting with Taste of Success, the RTE show. Um, so that's going to be starting in a couple of weeks and running for the summer where we find a product that's going to go on sale in Lidl, yeah. so I'll mentor someone. Yeah. Um, and then continuous demos all summer wow. uh, for all different festivals, foodie festivals, music festivals, so I've been kept very busy. Yeah, my God, it's amazing. So yeah. we're, we're um, huge fans, and um, my mum has got your cookbook at home oh. now, and she's checking it out. <laughs> I hope she's making yeah. you some treats from it. 
Yeah. Um, I'll remind her about that. Yeah. But uh, she's, she's, step one is she's flicking through it and she's not taking it uh, as a, too much of a hint that I yeah. got her a cookbook. Yeah. You know? So she's, she took it well. So thanks a million for talking to us, Roz, and continued success. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm Keen Kennedy. I'm the uh, marketing manager for Uber in Ireland and Northern Ireland. Um, and I'm here at 3XE today to talk about the Uber journey. Uh, right from the start, from uh, the two founders in in Paris, where they where they first heard about the or well, the first uh, made the idea um, a reality, and then all the way up to today, where we're in four hundred and forty something cities uh, all around the world, and a sixty two billion dollar price tag on us, and all this mm. kind of stuff. Um, so really, the focus I want to go on today is is how social is it, how it has impacted that growth um, from a few different areas of the business. So uh, from its very fundamental product uh, right the way through to the growth itself, uh, public policy, and then marketing operations too. Yes. Um, so what do you do on a day to day then? So, to yes, yeah, so in, in, the, in the Irish market. Yeah, I mean, um, so my, my primary focus is is on marketing to date, um, which is both on a rider side and a driver side. So it's also about um, getting more drivers onto the system uh, and encouraging them to do that. Um, my focus in the last while has been the Northern Irish market in Belfast, uh, which is going really well. Um, and it's a slightly different product to that, what we have in, in uh, Dublin, uh, in terms of it is an UberX product. Uh, but day to day, um, day to day can be anything and everything. It's, it's the some, life of a startup. You got some fans here, I think, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the life of a startup, I guess, uh, it is still at the very heart of what Uber does. That we have, you know, a three-person team, and it's very small. Uh, so you have lots of responsibility yeah. throughout what you're doing. Yeah. So um, it's very hard for us to imagine Uber behaving like a startup. But how do you manage that? I guess, I guess the big thing we've always, and it comes straight from uh, the CEO Travis Kalanick, is. We want to always ensure that um, there's a lot of responsibility put onto individuals yeah. um, and the teams are kept really small. Yeah. And if you can keep teams small, that means you keep that startup feel to everything you do. And if you're in the San Francisco HQ or the Amsterdam HQ, yes, there might be a couple hundred people around you, yeah. but your team is responsible for one specific duty and, and they have you know, max four people on it. Yeah. So that's how we do that. Well, uh, I'm just going to go now and interview the guys who are doing the loans. Here at Crow Park, with uh, they've, got, they've got the smallest lawnmowers ever to the biggest pitch. You know, <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. can't be efficient. But uh, thanks a million for talking Perfect. to me, and uh, best luck with your talk. Thank you. Cheers. I'm happy enough to start yeah, talking. Yeah, exactly. so the whole idea yeah. behind yeah. 3XE was to really just bring together a bunch of um, digital marketers or want to be digital marketers in Ireland pr primarily, but bring uh, local and international digital marketers who were professionals and knew what they were doing in particular areas to networking network with digital marketers and to, to share with them what they did so you know people like today it's Jeff Bullis there's a you know he happens to be from Australia okay it's a long way away but he's built up a huge uh, following on social media how did he do it what tools did he use you know and he's introducing at the moment he's talking about introducing a plug called Yoast into WordPress you know people in the digital marketing world may not know about that and what it's all, all about but it's a good tool so they're bringing tools they're bringing expertise they're bringing know-how you know it's Steve Rayson from BuzzSumo BuzzSumo look at the data that's flowing around the internet mm -hmm. and they can make this help you make decisions about that data you know Ross Purcell is here she used to be a model she's now transformed herself into a social media guru I suppose she's got natural born feeders she's built a book out of it she's got a huge following yeah. so what you've got is you've got a lot of expertise and knowledge and knowledge capital in mm -hmm. the speakers but also you've got a, a huge amount in the audience so you've got people networking and understanding and 
learning and gaining from each other. So there's a great buzz around this yeah. whole, the whole um, digital, digital marketing because increasingly digital is affecting every single life. We have no, you know, it's, it's transforming the way we live our lives, whether it's through mobile technologies or using WhatsApp or just using email on a daily basis, but it's, digital is transforming. So what's happening is marketers are realizing that actually in order to market your product, you must be on some sort of digital. You must engage with digital. You must engage with your audience. Mm -hmm. And this is a this is a, a route or I suppose a learning exercise in how to do that and what have other people done. So it's, it's very much a series of case studies. This is yeah. how we did this. This is how we did it for companies because we're an agency. This is how we did it as a company. This is how I did it as, mm -hmm. a, as an individual. But it's all about sharing. It's a, it's a, yeah. And it's a great venue. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's brilliant. And it's a very nice tie-in then for your, your background with the Digital Market Institute and your current uh, role there. So what's happening with there and maybe just, just tell us about the background to the okay. company. So, um, so Digital Marketing Institute I founded with a guy called uh, Ian Dodson eight years ago. And um, so what we saw was we saw a gap mm. in the market. We saw a gap. Look, there, there wasn't enough digital marketers. So we thought we'd run a training course mm. and the training course has turned into a global business. You know, we're in, mm. we're in about 70 countries with about 75 partners yeah. um, running our training courses and people are being certified on digital marketing mm. through the Digital Marketing Institute. So yeah. that's becoming the certifying piece of yeah. uh, collateral. Yeah. Um, and they're being able to improve their career so we've just got some stats back, by the way, 83%, I think it is, have said they've improved their career as a result of sitting on Digital Marketing Institute courses. 98% of people who've gone through the course are employed. You know, so this is phenomenal uh, work that we're yeah. doing around the globe. But really, it's, it's, it's not, it's, you know, I don't want to take the, you know, <laughs> you know, take all the credit because essentially there's a latent demand. Yeah. And that's the, all we're doing is tapping into the latent demand. But as you said, there's, there's another, another, another thing on the horizon, which is coding. So, yeah. And the interesting thing is all marketers need to have some coding knowledge mm -hmm. because data is becoming a massive part of that, of that uh, marketing uh, journey. And so data, how do you extract data? How do you use data? And that in, in turn then flows yeah. into software programming. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough software programmers. In the same way as there wasn't enough digital marketers yeah. eight years ago, Today, there just aren't enough software programmers. So I have mm. another company called Code Institute, mm. and Code Institute is going to try and do what Digital Marketing Institute did for the coding space. There's just not enough coders. Yeah. Universities can't turn them out fast enough. Yeah. They can't turn, you know, they, they can't teach people fast enough. And so what we have is we have a series of very, very fast, intensive three-month courses that will turn people into junior coders. Yeah, great. Mm. Um, any, any hope for senior coders like me? See, marketers to be adapted well well I suppose the thing is we're, we're aiming at primarily I suppose a career changer mm. market so people who there's, there's, a, there's a couple of people who used to make chicken sandwiches for a living and now they're making a living out of coding mm. now they're 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 not the exception but you know what there's a lot of people out there who are who have particular skills who want to get into the coding because they, they can see they like it there's a career to be made. It's a buzzy industry. It's mm -hmm. it's expanding. So there's a whole. There's, I suppose there's a core of people who are coming into our education process. But there's also there's an external, uh, you know, or the expanded um, group of people mm -hmm. like yourself, like me, 
who have been in, in marketing, have moved into digital marketing and now realize, actually, I need to know some code. I need to know HTML and CSS. I might even need to know a bit of JavaScript or even Ruby or even Python to make this work and make this work more efficiently. So as, as digital automation, digital marketing automation becomes mm -hmm. increasingly popular, then the ability to make changes to the products through coding becomes increasingly a requirement and more popular. So yes, please, Connor, yeah, yeah, come yeah, in yeah. and take a course with us because it will. I think I'd frustrate your uh, lecturers. Well, you might, <laughs> but also it would be certainly to your advantage because you, everyone comes out. We've had coders. We've had people who are coders coming in to retrain uh, into modern coding mm. because this is all modern coding. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and what I mean by that is languages. There's new language every week. It's not C++. It's not C++. It's Python, Ruby. It's CSS. It's Django. It's it's uh, Angular.js. Mm. It's MongoDB. And it's all this kind of stuff that no, mm. you know, coders who are who learned to code 15 years ago haven't been up, yeah. upgraded and updating themselves. They're not teaching this stuff in universities, but that's what they're using in the yeah. cold face in businesses. So that's what we're trying to teach. Excellent, that sounds mm. great. Mm. And mm. I know I've seen research from the Digital Marketing Institute mm. maybe, I don't know, was it six months ago or a year ago, mm. where there's still that massive uh, skills deficit. Yeah. People are still um, way behind in digital. Yeah. What's the, any, any kind of top line figures that you recall from from the research, and is it just more, more of the same? The the I'll tell you what the, the challenge is is in digital marketing, uh, because digital itself is expanding. Is a marketer somebody who's got a coding degree and does a bit of Facebook, or is a marketer a traditional marketer? So the, it's very very difficult to actually count the numbers. Mm. Whereas in coding, I can tell you that there's eight hundred twenty five thousand people. Um, there's a skills gap of 825,000 people in Europe by the year 2020 because the definition of a coder is much more precise mm. but in, in digital marketing so that's why I revert back to 80% uh, or 83% of people who've been through our course say they got a better uh, they moved up in their mm. career and 98% say they're in a job so it's that because the jobs are being you know the, there's not enough jobs and um, I still think there's a gap we can't quantify it yet. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think we can, we have a number and we can quantify it, yeah. but we can in the coding space. Yes. Okay, great. Any, any, uh, any kind of tips for people in digital, trying to get ahead, trying to you know, improve their skills? In digital? In, well, in digital marketing in particular, um, one of the challenges is that it's changing constantly. You know, automation is, is becoming very important. Robotics is becoming very important, as in, ro you know, using bots to automate. So get to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Understand what's going on. You know, turn up at conferences like this, not necessarily this mm -hmm. one, but there's lots yeah. of them. Uh, turn up and listen to what the experts are saying. Look, and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt because experts mm -hmm. turn up here. They're, they're, they're mm -hmm. pitching their company and their business, so they have a vested interest. But you know what? There's always something nuggets a piece of information. Like the guy this morning, um, Steve Rayson from BuzzSumo, he was able to, based on data, and this is what's mm. becoming important, literally billions of pieces of data, he was able to tell us what the best headline was to get you traction across social media. Now, you can't beat data. Mm. There's no point in me saying that the best headline is this, when in fact it doesn't get any traction. Go to the data, ask the data, what's the best headline, mm -hmm. what gets the best traction? So understand that mm -hmm. kind of dynamic. In the coding world, well actually, you know what? Understand technology. Mm -hmm. That's what I'd yeah. su suggest. Whether you're a marketer or a wannabe coder or a wannabe marketer or a digital mm -hmm. person, 
understand the way technology works, if you can understand how to build a website, how to change something on Facebook, how to advertise on Facebook is a, is a technical thing now. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can understand those things, you're certainly at the, at the forefront then of yeah. understanding how to progress your own life, progress yeah. your own career, and progress yeah. your own business. Yes, I think in kind of to summarize that I've heard that uh, pretty much like every business will be a technology business mm. in the future. So that kind of yeah, kind yeah. Of wraps that all up, and uh, people need to. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's never going to stop. Just mm. jump on the train and, and keep learning. Jump on the train because it's going forward, and you can either get on it or not be on it. But if you think about it, look, there's there's companies in Canada there who cut down trees for a living. They're called logging companies. They're not data driven which are the best trees, when's the best time to cut them, and there's a tree, piece of data. Yeah, there's tree, tree metrics. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, uh, you know, an app for that. Yeah, you yeah, know, there's an app for everything. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Anthony. It's been lovely talking to you. And, you too, uh, Connor. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Well done on a great day. Thanks, man. So, hi, Greg. How are you today? I'm very, very well. Yeah. Here at 3XE, Dublin. Yeah. It's a packed house. Yeah. Is this, is this the, the first time you've played Crow Park? No, I've played Crow Park many, many a time, many, yeah. many a time, and usually come out on the winning side. So, yeah. hopefully, today is no different, you know? Yeah. So, what kind of songs are you going to play today? What type of songs? I'm going to play the, uh, the live streaming video yeah. song. That's a good song. It's a great song. It's yeah. simple it's as a that. Yeah, make eye contact yeah. with your audience when you're yeah. singing. Simple yeah. as that, you know. Yeah, that's the plan anyway. It's, so it's in video. So yeah, today I'm, I'm you know, yeah. giving a couple of workshops. Now they're all around video, yeah. the power of video, how to leverage them, them. Um, the explosion that is obviously live streaming yes. and the likes of Facebook Live and how it can be used by businesses. Yes, great. And. Um, any, any other kind of highlights, that, uh, any kind of new tools that are emerging? That there's, you kind I mean, of there's lots of new tools. I suppose when it comes to video, what we're seeing now is uh, everything's mobile. So yeah. everything's happening yeah. on mobile. So in the past, we were creating video in big, expensive, uh, with big, expensive video cameras. Then we were editing, editing with clunky video yeah. software. Yeah. And the reality is there's lots of cool apps yeah. now that allow you to edit and produce yeah. and push out your video literally in minutes yeah. um, you what, know what ones would you would you recommend well funny enough one that you've always been a big fan of uh, Connor funnily enough which is now owned by GoPro is quick yeah um, cool. yeah so GoPro bought that so they've literally they've literally brought that up from the dead yeah. and actually it, it, it's, it's alive and well so quick That's is, good, is yeah. very cool quick easy to use video editing software for your phone yeah. so that's that's a cool one that i've only started to reuse now yeah because i had a collection of stuff up there five six seven years ago yeah that um yeah, yeah and they kind of died it did die yeah. but it, but it seems like gopro have bought it yeah, and it seems to be move, one of yeah. the best uh, yeah. mobile video editing uh, bits of uh, app, apps out there and it's free of course which is another nice thing about yeah. it, you know? yeah. um, and, and have you seen anything interesting so far today um, we, we, we just heard uh, Steve from BuzzSumo uh, yeah. talking away. I love BuzzSumo mm -hmm. as, a, as a platform to actually identify yeah. content that flies on the, on, on the web. And again, his, uh, his insights were very interesting. What was interesting in particular was the difference between the content that flies on Facebook yeah. versus the content that flies on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of us have got into the habit of using Hootsuite and Buffer 
app just to yeah. push out yeah. duplicate content to the same place. Yes. So the data he shared with us today kind of leads us to believe that maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. We certainly need at least a different title for Twitter than yeah. the title we would use on Facebook. Yeah, so we've got to change those slides. Yeah, exactly. A little bit keep, more work, keep, yeah, more hard yeah. work to do. Keep you know? changing your thinking anyway, because it's, yeah. it's, it's always uh, evolving. And you've got to keep an eye on the data. Yeah. So that's great, Greg. Um, we've got some training sessions coming up soon with socialmedia.ie, so people can check those out on the website, socialmedia.ie. Yeah, give us um, a shout. Yeah, Simple as get, that. Get Greg, Greg at socialmedia.ie if you yeah. have any training requirements or questions yeah. or even looking for a course. Yes. And there was someone onto me today looking for a, a content marketing writing course. So yes. if, you, if there's a course out there that you can't find, yeah. give us a shout and we'll see yeah. what we can do for you. Yeah, great. So listen, it's great talking no to you, Greg. Man. Have a great day and best luck with your talk. Cool. I'm shaking hands with you now, just you can't see it in the podcast. All right, cool. Thank you. See you later, mate. You have been listening to the Connector podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And for more in-depth interviews with influential and inspirational makers, movers and shakers, go to podcast.connector.ie. If you like this Connector podcast, please share the love and tell all your friends about it. Leave a review or rating and please don't forget to subscribe. Thank you from the team at Connector Podcast.